We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Talk with Rob Black. Black. I'm Rob Black. Money investing and more. Thanks for listening. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about stock markets. Uh, what's working well, what's working poorly. 52 week highs, not 52 week highs. How's your portfolio doing? I think these are always big questions out there. How do you rate compared to others? Oh, there's so much out there that we could talk about. But I like talking stocks and I like talking tech sectors. I like talking, you know, sexy, so to speak. And, you know, the sexiest areas are the areas that are hitting 52-week highs. On occasion, I will go a little value on it, uh, but not very usually. Facebook and Amazon are big, iconic kind of names. Um, Alphabet, uh, Apple certainly deserve a lot of credit for the record weeks we've been having uh, through the years. When you see the amount of market cap that these guys have created, the type of business model that they've put in place. Uh, some people would refer to Facebook, Amazon, and Alphabet, formerly known as Google. I'm still having problems with that, as the three tech titans and... Uh, what do they do? For the S&P 500, if they have a good year, the S&P 500 can be up 2 to 3%. That's pretty impressive. So as they go, a lot of times so goes the market. It's estimated the S&P 500 moves a half a point for every $10 move in Amazon's share. Whoa. So breaking up the big boys... Now, again, I bring up breaking up the big boys because I think it's just an argument. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. But remember many, many, many years ago, Microsoft was the evil empire. They were the bad guys. They were Darth Vader's team, Team Stormtrooper. And uh, the Justice Department didn't like it. And, you know, what was the thing that finally slowed Microsoft that they had to get rid of? Uh, Bill Gates, replace him with Steve Ballmer, and down the road, replace Steve Ballmer with Satya Nadella? Um, Internet Explorer. So the big question is, can these three companies have a positive effect for the long term? 
and not get the U.S. and European regulators angry at them. You know, who are, you know, always looking for, politicians are always looking for votes. And it's easy to say, look, you know, Google's too dominant. They got 90% of Europe's search and mobile operating system market. That's kind of like Microsoft. And again, it gives, it's funny that it goes back to Europe basically came down hard on Microsoft for the Internet browser that was included in Windows operating systems. And now Google has 90% of the mobile operating system market. So, and that, of course, draws scrutiny. Anytime you own 90% of the Monopoly board, if you've ever played Monopoly, you hate it when the opponent has 90% of the board and you're just rolling to finish the game, right? Uh, yes, there's a chance you can hit 12-12 and keep landing on Boardwalk or whatever it is that you're hoping for, uh, but it ain't good. So you get some inquiries in here and there from the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, and you get a lot of speculation. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the sun is setting on the golden age of Silicon Valley. So says one Google Venture CEO, Bill Morris, who now runs a venture capital firm, he added that he also wouldn't be shocked if regulators tried to break up companies like Google or Facebook uh, because they have more command of their markets than AT&T did in its heyday. You may remember Ma Bell, AT&T, and uh, pretty impressive. They own the long distance and local, di- local markets, and uh, they weren't very nice about it. The pricing feels like, did they just charge me again for that? And did they just do that again? It felt like it. So more than any antitrust issues that are in play, uh, the thing that scares me the most is how much data Google, Facebook, Amazon have on us and how they're amassing just treasure troves on us. Facebook's been sued in Europe over information about its users. So there's already some precedent building on these guys need to be broken up at some point in time. Now, how long can they go? They're helping the stock markets. And as they help the stock markets, I think they get greater scrutiny. There's a case right now heading for the U.S. Supreme Court that will have significant ramifications. Microsoft is being sued by the U.S. government for refusing to honor a warrant served to reveal a customer's emails. And, again, Congress is going to say things along the lines of, and, again, I don't know this case, but they'll say in headlines, in PR, in sound bites that are meant to come out on the evening news, uh, Microsoft, do you think it's appropriate not to give us the emails of a convicted killer? Uh, and Microsoft says, well, we have a policy that anyone who uses our materials never has to go, you know, well, well, well. And, uh, of course, we're only going to hear, you know, do you want... An evil person getting what they want. And we're like, no. Then we must stop Microsoft. So John McCain and two Democratic senators are co-sponsoring a bill that would force Facebook, Google, and other Internet providers to disclose who's buying political ads on their sites. Ugh, those dirty Russians. They kind of ruined the party for everyone, huh? So there is some things going on in Congress that, that kind of says, um, I don't know. Do we have a bell sound effect that sounds like, you know, danger, danger, of like ring the bell that the boat's about to hit the, the land? Danger, Will Robinson, danger. That's, that, that'll do, that'll do. Um, there we go, there we go, big barge, big Microsoft, big Google, big 
mm-hmm. Amazon, big Facebook. Um, you're heading towards land. And there's going to be some questions about breaking up the big boys. So McCain and two Democrat senators are looking and saying, you know, uh, we need to know data on who's selling ads. It can't just be a, a, a blank page. I've bought some ads on Google and on Facebook, and typically it's to promote a podcast of the show. Uh, I don't think I'm all that political. <laughs> I don't think you care. I think it's pretty obvious, but I don't know. Maybe it's not. What if I was sponsored by uh, a different radio station, and uh, they wanted to pull me from this station, but build my assets up before that happened? It's like, whoa. Uh, it could happen. Facebook, Amazon, and Google owe most their stock market leadership to their ability to create and supply digital gadgets and services. Everything Amazon's Alexa virtual assistant to Google's Android software, the top choice in mobile phones. Um, so any sort of shift in political or government sentiment, it does bring up, you know, AT&T once was too big and government kind of put a, a thumb on them. IBM and Microsoft and how they went through years of antitrust lawsuits to drag down their stock prices and distracted management. So no one really wins when we drag the process into the political world. European Commission under competition, watchdog, uh, right now has fined Google this year $2.8 billion on allegations that it gives more prominent placement in search results uh, to its own comparison shopping listing. So Google said, you know what, we'll spin that division off. We don't really do a lot with our Google shopping. So, and do you remember the whole licensing of Android and installing Google's search bar as the default search mechanism? And at one point in time, companies like Ask Jeeves would give you some sort of freebie download if you put their toolbar in your search engine. And then you get, well, let's just say this. The government's trying to pay attention to the big boys, whether it's Sergey Brin, Jeff Bezos, Uh, It doesn't matter. They're paying attention at this point. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, in the first segment, I talked a little bit about breaking up big tech, and Lord knows I'm not an attorney or anything along those lines, so I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying that at one point in time, Microsoft was on cruise control in the 1990s. And owning Microsoft made you money hand over fest because every operating system that was sold on computers was basically Microsoft. And then every office product was basically Microsoft. And they got a little bit cocky with the, we also want every browser open to be Microsoft. And Netscape said, hey, 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 you got to open this up to competition if you own the operating system. And people kind of believe and kind of agreed. So, in the end, uh, Office is a lot cheaper today because of it. Operating systems are a lot cheaper today because of competition. 
Um, so it's it's out there. Just work with it. Hot and sexy stocks. I've been doing stock talk now um, for a large part of my radio and television career. I've kind of reintroduced uh, Stock Talk 2.0. And it's funny to watch how things have changed because uh, now we're talking, you know, we went from Web 1.0 to Web 2.0. And Web 1.0 was companies like Network Solutions that had basically a monopoly on setting up domain names. And they didn't know how to stop it, the government. They didn't know how to stop it, so they kept extending these contracts to let them do it, let them do it, let them do it. And finally, you know, the competition goes, this isn't fair. You know, to get robblack.com or Rob Black Show, he has to pay X amount of dollars a year, and he can't go anywhere else to basically have someone key it into a computer. I know, I know, it's more complicated than that. Please, nerds, do not drop me emails. I'm just throwing it out there. So now I'm talking from network solutions and like web 1.0 of having a browse a brochure online to more like PayPal and Venmo and growth on e-commerce and you know making that ever so easier. So that's out there as far as ideas go. Um, there's no easy fix out there for the mushrooming debt that is hitting the U.S. government, and this is probably one area that. I'm turning a blind eye to, and it's been something that's hung over me my whole entire investing life, my whole entire life. Do you remember that television commercial when you were a child that had an American Indian, and uh, as you pan out on him, you see a big tear in his eye, a huge tear, and you're like, what's making him cry? And they might be playing, and this just might be a faulty memory in my head, this land is your land, this land is my land. They weren't playing that. But that's what's in playing in my head. And uh, as they pan out again, you see that he's crying because of the huge amount of waste material being built up, trash in the world. And uh, I remember thinking kind of the same exact way, but with debt. So there's very little inflation right now. It's tame. That's a good thing. Because when we start taking a look at our debt levels, they're at what always feels like dangerously high levels. So when inflation kicks up, we may be putting ourselves in a situation where paying off our debt is more expensive. Same thing with your mortgage. When your mortgage is at 5%, it's more expensive than paying off a mortgage at 4% if it's the same value of the home. Same thing with inflation. So if your debt is you know, $1,000, and the cost of the dollar weakens because of inflationary numbers scale higher, it, it, you're putting more of your money, or less of your money in that case, into paying off your debt. So sorting debt can be a big worry out there. And you know the U.S. is often pointing out that debt is denominated in dollars, and the Fed has the ability to print said dollars. So there won't be any default on debts, but how much will we weaken the debt in the future? And how much will we weaken the dollar in the process of, of managing our debt? So the debt deniers are quite right in the sense that debt's not a problem because we'll just print money. But that'll cause inflation, in theory. And the bigger the debt gets, the more money you have to print. The more money you have to print, the less value the dollars in your hand are. So for politicians, a big problem is you know um, looking at the crisis of populations. One of the reasons we have immigration in the United States that 
was so open was because millennials and Generation Xers aren't having enough babies to pay the bills for the social uh, for the social security benefits, the healthcare benefits for baby boomers as they retire. So come on in, illegal worker. Come on in, worker. Come on in, illegal worker. Illegal worker. 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 Here's another visa. Here's another illegal. Um, if you're creating jobs and you're creating you know economic traction for able-bodied workers, you're helping secure you know the business model that pays for uh, our social programs, our entitlements. So by the year 2030, which isn't that far away. You know, self-driving cars are 2020, they say. Uh, but by the year 2030, yearly deficits of 1.5 trillion plus will become the norm. Um, and Greenspan is referring, Alan Greenspan, former uh, head of the Federal Reserve, he's referring to it as the tsunami of soaring cost that will hit the federal budget. 2030. And, you know... We've seen presidents like George W. Bush, Barack Obama, Donald Trump talk about, you know, I, I need to spend money, I need to spend money, I need to spend money. And we're not getting that surplus of money to pay down our, our trillions of dollars of debt, and it's going to be a problem, right? Um, it won't be what you think it is, because like I said, we're not going to fail on the debt. We'll create more inflation by printing more dollars. But there's also going to be other problems that arise. Forty percent of our debt right now is being held by foreigners, and they're likely at some point in time to perceive, you know, our bigger and swelling debt as we're going to sell off some of these bonds and see you later, alligator. You go finance your own debt. Probably the only financial radio show that uses the phrase "see you later, alligator" when referring to bond obligations. Um, but the only way we'll ever get our budget under control is to get our government under control. You can tax the Jesus out of rich people, you can tax the Jesus out of corporations, and it ain't going to be enough. It's our government. So the Bureau of Economic Analysis says, you know, the government's vast holdings in non-defense equipment and structures, including national parks, um, roads, maybe we have to start selling those off. So I know you're saying, so we're going to go into Yellowstone and this Yellowstone National Park sponsored by Smucker's Jelly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we should do naming rights sooner than later. I think we should uh, privatize a lot of our roads and let you know a private company come in and tax them and set up toll gates if they have to. That's what they have to do. There's federally owned land for which no value has been estimated. The feds own approximately 640 million acres, staggering 28% of the total number of acres in 50 states. So we have stuff, but we put get the Arctic National Wildlife Reserve on it, where if we sell that, we're going to piss off a lot of people. A lot to think about, right? But a lot to work with, too. I'm Rob Black, Money Investing More. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Code to get into seminars for free, Radio 25.
Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do a show dedicated to getting into retirement, and I also do a show dedicated to teaching you insights on tech and investing, stocks and investing in particular. The average working person is having a big time problem with retirement. But if you take a look at the average NFL player, They've got a huge problem with retirement. 80% of retired NFL players go broke in their first three years out of the league. And how is that possible? Their salaries are close to $2 million, median income $750,000. The money drains away quickly for a variety of reasons. And number one, something that can, I mean, it, it hits you. Taxes. Whether it's estate taxes and property taxes, whether it's income taxes or sales taxes or social security taxes or taxes for drinking soda or smoking cigarettes. Government has never met a dollar it doesn't want to tax, um, in my opinion. So you have to pay attention on taxes. If you're a millionaire football player and you're like, ooh, I'm going to go buy a $3 million home, you're buying into, in California, sixty to $80,000-plus in property taxes, right? Um, depending on what type of home you have, what county you live in, property taxes, and things along those lines. So that's every year for the rest of your life. So you might have been able to afford the home, but can you afford the taxes on it? Always stuff to think about. But why else do NFL players go broke? Divorce? Children? I think so. Um, Being inadequately prepared to handle financial decisions? Um, I've got some family that just had their house burned down, and I don't think I'm being mean when I say this, but some of them are inadequately prepared to handle money. Government comes in and says, okay, here's a hundred thousand, not government, but insurance says, here's a hundred thousand dollars to start you off. And I'm like, did you read something? Did you sign something? Nope. Just took a check for a hundred thousand dollars. Did you sell your whole million dollar house for a hundred thousand? I don't think so. And you're like, well, let's slow things down. Don't sign anything ever. Wait three days, and if the insurance person, like, some people are just inadequately prepared to handle financial decisions. And if they had a bad sewer line put in 20, 30 years ago, suddenly it was a great septic tank, and they get even more money. And they're like, woo I didn't spend 100000 and then they just gave me 100000 for something I spent 20000 on. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! And that's the wrong way to think about it, because you're thinking of it as, like, it's a prize. Um, and it's also kind of funny when you start thinking about it, like, don't a lot of, um, don't a lot of, um, people go bankrupt, you know, for various reasons, you know, real estate, one children, another divorce is another, um, there's, there's a variety of reasons out there. So, 
Um, so it's not just the NFL player. It's, it teaches us, we all do, inefficient things with our money. So, And a lot of lottery winners go bankrupt, and that just goes like, whoa. person just won like $20 million. They're going to go bankrupt. Yep, because they don't know how to handle it. Energy stocks in the S&P 500 yield about 2.9%. So now you're not going to get the growth, but you're going to get a higher dividend. That's how dividends kind of work, typically. So I'm making a broad statement, so you have to be careful. Now, oil companies a lot of times will slash their dividends when price of oil per barrel drops. A lot of banks won't. Banks want to be considered consistent. Little differences going on here and there, so you kind of be patient and study the nuances. Oh, for the record, Under Armour is a stock that I'm intrigued with because it's finally fallen apart really bad in the last year. Um, I'm not one who chases performance, but Under Armour's got some Tom Brady night clothes that help you sleep better in theory. Does anyone know anything about this stuff? They're expensive, um, but in they're not just keeping your body a little bit warmer. They're reflecting infrared rays. Now, to me, that sounds like crap. Sounds like bunk. It sounds like... No exactly. No way. Um, but if anyone's had any experience with that, who wouldn't want to sleep and physically recover slightly better? Um, as we get older, uh, it becomes more and more important. So ExxonMobil in the news, uh, tied towards what I'm talking about, the, the high dividend yield. Because they're an energy stock. Now, again, getting 3.7% yield is way better than you're going to get at a bank. Way better than you're going to get at a T-bill. Way better than you're going to get at a, on a CD at a, if you go to a bank. So Valero at 3.6%. Cabot oil and gas at 08 Now, again, one of the problems with this is you don't get the stock return. It's, it's, you're not going to get a lot of growth if you're going to get some dividend. In theory. So the energy stocks that have the lower dividend yield tend to have sometimes a better market value, smaller market value, not better, but also the ability to increase their dividend and continue to pay out along those levels. So um, I live in the world of reality. I don't know about you, but like ExxonMobil is the highest ranking energy company for dividend safety. It's in the middle of the pack compared with the overall broader market. Um, but in the energy sector, it's it's king of the safety. In the overall broader diversified market that pays dividends, they're middle of the pack. Um, so dividends are kind of important to play with. Valero Energy, and there's Valerian Steel, if you look at Game of Thrones, but there's fine Corinthian leather, leather and whenever I think of Valero, I think of Corinthian leather, because the Valero... Do you remember it was Volari, fine Corinthian leather? I know you're saying there was a car called Volari, and they had it had it featured fine Corinthian leather, which is totally made up. Yes, um, so that's out there. Ricardo Montalban from Fantasy Island. Boss, boss, the plane, the plane. Which, there's a movie being made on The Little Man. Peter Dinklage is going to play him. Uh, 
whose career from Fantasy Island was great because he was a tiny guy and that was kind of exotic looking and American audiences dug it, but big, big, big problem with booze, dr- women, and drugs. So how would I rate my problems? Booze, women, and drugs. Okay, I'm, I'm good with booze. That's not a problem for me. So it's going to be low. Now, women and drugs. Drugs? Never had an issue with drugs. Okay, my problem in life seems to be women. So I can handle the booze and drugs. Um, anyway, so I'm totally digressing. Um, what was I talking about? I was talking about energy stocks and their dividends and their payouts. So uh, Valero Energy is a refiner. So there's very tight refining capacity in the United States. And every now and then a hurricane will blow through and shut down refineries and sometimes flood them in emergency uh, issues arise because the regulations are so loose on these companies. Like, hey, you don't need it. You only need one fire alarm. <laughs> you only need one uh, valve flood system. So, who needs two? Who needs them? First one will never fail. So, um, so Valero is in that energy category. And again, how safe is the dividend versus how growthy is the business? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about? We can talk about. Target and Walmart seem to be engaged in a battle on a regular basis with headlines uh, trying to compete with Amazon.com. Target's come up with a new way recently to help you satisfy those finicky relatives on your gift list this year. Target's letting online shoppers send an email to check if the recipient might want something else instead of what they got them. I don't know about that. So Target's setting up a gift now button. For online shoppers. I hate the holidays because I think we shouldn't be buying gifts for each other. So I love my peeps that I work with, but the fact that I buy them stuff every year, just I'm in a good position. A lot of people aren't. And for instance, the school district that I live in, uh, they send out emails guilting parents like, hey, the, the expected gift this year from parents is 333 per learner. And you're like, that's just offensive. It's a public school, and like, there's a lot of people who can't afford that. Um, think of your police officers and your firemen and your teachers and uh, the people who serve you food, the people who cut your food, the people who pick your food. Um, and they've got kids in school, too. And I just, man, I, I don't like that. The expected gift, and again, I'm not saying let's shortchange kids in schools. I'm just like, let's not guilt parents into sometimes uh, supporting a system that is problematic to begin with. So let's not throw guilt into it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Talking a little stock. Tesla's fighting back against Consumer Reports, and Consumer Reports is flawed, except for when they give us a perfect rating, then we love Consumer Reports. We might talk about that. We might find something else to hit upon. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com.
Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking stocks. Tech evangelist Robert Scoble has reportedly continued to harass women even after going sober. This has not been a good year for protected women from sexual harassment. It's not been a good year for headlines in sexual harassment. Hopefully for the better, but uh, I'm not sure. That's all I'm going to say. Things change very, very slowly in this world. In the world of investing, sometimes that's true, too. Uh, one of the stories that I saw out there recently, and I just I bring this one to your highlight, is that you take a look at how much um, Netflix is spending at this point in time, and they just announced plans to raise 1.6 billion dollars in debt, and it's a lot of money. Netflix announced plans to raise $1.6 billion in debt. The funds are going to be used for general purpose uses, including finding new and funding new content. Um, so they basically went to the stock market and said, okay, we're going to issue shares. We're going to use our $194 as the price on our shares. Let's see if we can attract people on this level. If you take a look at Netflix, there's just amazing numbers on subscribers. There's amazing numbers on revenue. There's amazing numbers on year-over-year, quarter-over-quarter, international. And then you look at their cash burn rate, and it's grotesque. And in the end, they do business in cash. Every filmmaker is going to turn away from them if they don't pay their bills. So at some point in time, you have to go from the business of losing money and building revenue to a business of earning money. And that will be a painful transition when they go that direction. Because at some point in time, they're going to run out of subscribers in the United States. They're going to run out of subscribers in the international markets. And then they're going to go, we've just launched Netflix Mars for all the Martians that want to watch. Or astronauts or interplanetary. We've got a discount for you. You're like, are you kidding, Rob? I kind of am. I kind of am. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Caesars is, returns to building its gaming empire. If you take a look at Caesars um, and casinos, a lot of time you know you go to Vegas or yeah, you've been to Vegas, right? And you go, man, I wish I was at the casino. Man, I wish I could make a fake Eiffel Tower. Man, I wish I could make a fake New York, New York, or have a pirate ship. Um, and look at all these paying customers dying to get in. Caesars Entertainment is upgrading its Las Vegas properties while eyeing domestic acquisitions. Caesars is ticker symbol CZR. If you want to own a sin company, will people always smoke? Will they always drink? Will they always gamble? Probably. It's the number two big uh, gambling company behind MGM Resorts, ticker symbol MGM. Um, and again, Caesars Palace gets about 60% of its cash flow from Vegas. It owns nine hotels and casinos. One of the big problems with owning a Caesars or an MGM is exactly what happened. Act of terrorism can spook a lot of people from coming to your city. 
you know, one of my big fears at some point in time is that Disney gets hit with terrorism. Because I think that would rock people. 9-11, you saw that, you know, no one flew on 9-12. But by 9-13, people were like, you know what, i got to get on a plane again. Um, people will come back. So sometimes terrorism and, and crazy people are an opportunity. Sometimes hurricanes are an opportunity. So Caesars has a quality value-creating management team. Several factors um, that they've tried to unleash in the next couple of years that they will try to unleash um, to try to get the shares up. So I take a look at Caesars, take our symbol CZR. There's little or no growth in Vegas hotel casinos the next two or three years. Uh, and an ongoing renovation, renovation going on right now of Caesars Vegas hotel rooms, uh, which will be only 50% upgraded by year end, which basically means if you're upgrading a room, renovating it, uh, no one can be in it because it's got dirt and paint and, you know, mattresses that are standing up against the wall. But once they've upgraded those rooms, they're able to charge more for them. Um, so that's good. Renovator rooms get higher rates. Uh, there's potential licensing of Caesars Industry Leading Total Rewards Loyalty Program, which has over 50 million uh, members. 50 million members. And you look at our country, you know, roughly 300 million plus, and you see 50 million people signed up for Caesars Industry Re- Leading Total Rewards cards. Um, and you're like, whoa. So Caesars got a lot of debt, but it's down sharply after one of their key units came out of bankruptcy. It's a $12 stock, um, $10 billion market cap. It's got $11 billion in debt. Uh, but in the long run, do they have the right debt-to-income ratio, debt-to-revenue to service that debt? They're better off than they were. When you think of a Caesars and MGM, you also have to look at a Win Resorts, W-Y-N-N, and you also have to look at a Las Vegas Sands. So Caesars is expected to seek the right to build in Japan. And you're like, whoa. I always knew Macau and China was a big gambling hub, but Japan. And will that hurt the hotel rooms? Because, again, when you're taking a look at Caesars and reward cards, you're seeing how many rewards there cards are. And, like, that can't just be all Americans. That has to be some tourists, right? So Caesars is a saga stock where it's big drama. Is it something for you? It's not for me, but I'm looking at it. Ticker symbol, and again, I just kind of hit the whole casino world. Consider broker advisor for taking action on anything I ever mentioned. Caesars is CZR, CZR, MGM Resorts, MGM. The Wynn Resorts, WYNN, and Las Vegas Sands, smaller properties, LVS. You can find me at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show. If there's a seminar coming up, you can use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. This is Rob Black from Rob Black and Your Money. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever, and it can be hard to even know where to begin. But focusing on a few essential issues can help increase your income in retirement and your chances of enjoying a secure future. Join us for Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar Thursday evening, November 16th from 630 to 830 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Registration is $25. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Sign up at robblackshow.com. CFP Chad Burton is going to discuss transitioning your portfolio from accumulation phase to the income phase, passive versus active portfolio management, choosing the right accounts to draw from first, minimizing your retirement income, taxes, social security strategies, good and bad retirement products, and much, much more. 
In addition, I will discuss the market outlook, and attorney Michelle Lerman will explain how to update your estate plan to reflect the latest laws. It's Thursday, November 16th, 630 to 830 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Registration is $25. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com, and use the code RADIO25 to get in free.